We know how to do this. Do we? Yeah. It's always questionable. Yeah. yeah. I've right. forgotten. I know that. Levels. My brain, my Levels. brain doesn't even work anymore. Oh, man. If it was only my brain that didn't work, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Everything. All the things. <laughs> we are talking every, about so much stuff tonight. Thing. It's going to be a long drop. Just... Oh. just just drop it tomorrow so that we finally have something on air. That yes. Is somewhat new. Yes. Well, this needs to be 100% unedited because I am unable to edit. Well, I mean, yeah. Why why is Google Drive so hard? I'm not sure that it is. What does Google do? Provide excellent services. <laughs> not a paid advertisement. <laughs> Not a paid advertising. Does anyone use anything but at Google anymore? Uh, Chat GPT four boys. No. <laughs> Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where I just found the intro and now I can read it. Where we share the tools to improve <laughs> <laughs> to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. We're back. I. It has been a while. Yeah, cheers, boys. Cheers. Good to see you again. We got a beer. Yeah, I um, one pint. Uno pinto. Mm. I've got backup here. Uh, so, starting off the show, uh, it has been a while. Our apologies to listeners, and I will accept 100% responsibility for that. Well, I mean, you have been an invalid for a while now. I have been an invalid, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but it is awfully difficult for me to sit at a computer. So we have an unreleased podcast with an interview, which is, is exciting, but it is going to require me to sit at a computer and do some editing, which will be released at a later date. Uh, so also, th- if any... Buddy listening is a back specialist. <laughs> yes. The mechanic needs back surgery, so we need you. If you're a neurosurgeon, shoot me an email. It's not a neurosurgeon. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Really? Yeah, anything no. to do with your spine is neurology, buddy. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, neuropathic pain is brutal. Yeah, you yeah. need a neurosurgeon. That's fine. I do, I do. But for tonight, we're going to have a couple bevy painkillers. And what did you... Uh, okay, so I guess first, uh, this episode, we have a few outstanding sponsorships which we really appreciate for beer so this week these beers have been internationally imported by the accountant <laughs> yeah i was, I was just making i know i was just making sure i was going to get right who I was going to say after is the accountant brought them into the country but they were gracefully and wonderfully bought for us by uh jolie thanks hey, you guys know who jolie is right yeah she's well being uh-huh uh huh. Well, if listeners <laughs> if listeners don't know, <laughs> uh, she has she does like uh, the I'm gonna get this wrong, but a ladies' money club, and she's on social media, and she does financial coaching. Right. Uh, she's a former accountant, as you are uh, a new accountant, <laughs> an accountant again. <laughs> yeah, how that happen? <laughs> anyway, uh, many thanks to Jolie for supporting the podcast and buying us these beers. What are they, accountant? What did you bring us? We are drinking the Poolside Blonde Ale from La Quinta Brewing Company. Why don't you let me pour my own beer? Because neither of you bothered to do it. Oh, did you want... <laughs> you were still drinking your Rainier. <laughs> yeah. Does the back injury pre- 
spent pouring. Because <laughs> then there would still be some of the last batch of beer that we made, if that was true. And I know there isn't because I didn't really get any. So This back injury entitles me to complain about whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, we got uh, Poolside Blonde from La Quinta Brewing in... Uh, Palm Desert. This? Yeah, it was in Palm Desert. I didn't know if it was Palm Springs or Palm Desert. I mean, they're pretty much the same place, let's be honest. The Coachella Valley. You going to read the blurb? Uh, no, you go right ahead. Why not? It's your beer. Because where is the blurb? It says Poolside oh, Blondes. <laughs> Poolside wow. Blondes wow. Light Maltiness wow. is provided by Pilsner and Vienna Malts. Light straw in color. It has a moderately bitter finish supplied by the Warrior Hops. Truly a palatable... Uh, my last part is scratched off. So I got nothing <laughs> I got nothing left on the can there. Pa- a palate cleansing ale. I assumed it was going to say palatable. I only got the no, PA. No, no. <laughs> Damn. And it's got a picture of a blonde lady on the can there. It's not a bad blonde. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice poolside yeah. when I was down there. Definitely a poolside. Yeah. That's definitely one of those ones you could throw the uh, the lime in there, too, and make the old bulldog type thing out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, while we're all uh, thinking about poolside. So we're releasing this before the last one. No, no. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. we don't remember anyhow. Well, well I kind of do. <laughs> I mean, we talked to an author of a book. Right. We don't want to give too much away. No, we don't. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're going to be time dated with that one for sure like yeah. oh absolutely yeah. time dated I mean, entertainment yeah. factor is still 100 percent. well of well course. that's what we're here that's for. all we're here for yeah yeah pretty much entertainment purposes only speaking yeah, of entertainment purposes i was just finally replying to a comment that we got on the show from a, a fellow ame aircraft maintenance engineer okay that was working in An- antarctica so we have our first listener from antarctica let's go so hey oh come on i mean we don't know it's the first uh true yeah but we have a listener yeah. in antarctica so cheers 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 yeah. i should have said hi when i was down there i guess so yeah apparently yeah maybe i could have got wasn't a ride the, wasn't the whole boat li- listening to the fi garage when you were down there you would think so right, right? you think yeah. you hijacked the comms room right <laughs> yeah. and just put it on <laughs> just put it over the loudspeaker. pirate radio <laughs> <laughs> please stay tuned for this announcement <laughs> uh what the heck are we talking about here today boys there's okay it's been quite a while since we recorded especially because we didn't drop the episode but even even, I, without, even if we had dropped it, it would still be like three months, I think. Okay, I got a couple things I want to bring up. I want to bring up uh, the cost of healthcare, because obviously I'm dealing with that right now. Zero. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, that ain't true. <laughs> if you want no healthcare, it costs zero. Right. <laughs> Equivalent, you get zero value for zero dollars. Yes. <laughs> Except it's not zero dollars, because you're paying taxes into that system, which you get zero back out from. Yeah, well, let, it, let's not be here to bash the uh, medical system because it's it's not the people that are in the medical system that are a problem there's no a, it's there's, the government it's fault. systemic problem but we're not gonna get too political <laughs> either but so that's one we're thing not. that i want to touch on uh it is um the middle of april and there was uh, no rate movement today right yeah uh, there was a massive massive fire of pre-con homes in Vaughan, Ontario. Did you guys see that? No. I, I have nothing to do but lay on my couch and scroll through like so social media. So you're saying we got an arsonist? I'm just, no, no, I didn't <laughs> say that. But it sure looked to me like some pre-con people were like, damn it, I don't want that pre-con anymore. <laughs> Burn it down. Burn it wow. down. Wow, okay. So, I, hey, I'm just, I'm not saying that's what happened. Right. But tragic. At least it was pre-con and not anybody's home. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> 
could potential have been home, home, future home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we only let a million people into the country last year and built like a hundred thousand homes. So oh. clear we don't have a supply and demand problem. No, not at all. Oh, and then the other thing we could throw in there, I don't know what you guys have listened to about the potential changes to all the zoning laws around BC, Vancouver. BC. For, like basically saying, well, we can get rid of single family zoning now. Yeah. 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 Where do you do want to start? Want, do you want me to start ranting off that? Yeah, go for it. You said. Get, okay, get so here's my thing. So Wait, for all the listeners out there who aren't from BC. Right. Uh, basically, the government yes, thank you. of British Columbia announced that municipalities cannot limit zoning to single-family dwelling, except in the agricultural I, land. I think ALR still stays the same. ALR still stays the same, yeah. but essentially they're saying that you can put any single-family home, I think it's like the minimum you'd be allowed is like four units or something like that. Yeah. And the city of Victoria just passed a housing initiative saying every lot in the city is allowed to have up to six. Okay. Uh Units that's after the government that that was that's before that, oh okay. they, they did this a couple months ago okay. but see the stupidity that i have with all of this <laughs> and i am pro more housing but like the city of victoria has grown by probably three or four hundred thousand people since i was a kid we have exactly zero new rec centers right. exactly zero new facilities for activities exactly zero new parks like as a parent to a new child now, yeah, like it's it's like concert tickets for a Beyonce show. Like you're up at six a.m. <laughs> and you ain't getting them by six oh one. Everything sold out to try and get into summer camp, swimming, whatever. Like I'm oh, all for oh, right. de- yeah, I'm yeah. all for density, but where was the zoning to go along with being like, hey, if we're gonna densify all this, we also need more services for the people living in these communities. Like right. we keep tearing down community buildings and commercial space and everything else and just putting up con like eventually it's just condos everywhere and it's like well where's the like community stuff like Like, there's nothing we just have blankets of condos everywhere but like there's no pool there's no rec center there's no field to go play in the parks are full of homeless people and needles like where the quality of life is terrible well that's a very victorious specific very victorious specific problem but yeah okay well i want to twist this a little bit into from more from a financial point of view, because we're not a political show, we're a financial independence yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 right. But is there? We're an entertainment show. Yes. Okay, <laughs> fine. We're entertainment, but we'd like to keep it financially focused. Yeah. Do you think, or have you seen? I mean, this is new for you, relatively, but you know, maybe you have some family experience of. Does does being able to afford those things make a difference? Like, in a hypothetical sense, is you know people that live in. Uh, more affluent part of Victoria have more access to services than I mean it sounds obvious for me to say that but when you say there's a lineup is it like are they just going to raise prices to the point where it's like it's going to be exclusionary no no, they're all set price it's like the entire city gets like it's there's no advantage if you live in Oak Bay you don't magically get into rec centers right or like there's a set number there's of just summer camps. hundred spots and, and that's to, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. It should just be like an open yeah, lot. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that like instead people of people should actually be able to get their kids into summer camps and things like that. Yeah. So uh, short term, do you think that this housing initiative is going to lower house prices or increase? So, increase. so back onto the actual right? increase. percent phi topic of this so obviously i have my second property that i used to live in that i built the garden suite out back of and i have as my rental now i looked at tearing down the main house and putting up the six units that i would be allowed on the property yeah 
it's not financially feasible with building costs. Right. Building costs are brutal. Yep. Yep. So like, and I, well, I don't have that lot paid off, but I only have a $600,000 mortgage outstanding on what's probably a $1.1 million property at the time to- at right yeah. now. And it's still like, I couldn't, I wouldn't cash flow on my mortgage right. to build new. Like building well, is, that's the one that perplexes me about housing affordability is like, if you gave me a lot for free, like, it's still... I still can't put up a house for what most people want to consider a reasonable pro- like you you're going to be 600 grand into a crappy three bedroom rancher so basically what you, happens what, is we're just perpetuating the commoditization of housing because only the wealthiest developers can afford to develop the land afford to and, develop, yeah. and hold it long term yeah, so right. we're not actually helping any individual residents by saying hey i got room to put a garden suite in the back of my yard I want to create more housing. I can't because it, now that it one, cost me a fortune. I, I will say the garden suite, like I've done that and I put it in and that fiscally made sense and yeah. it worked. Um, You're losing two rental streams if you tear down the house, right? Well, so that's, that's also gaining, part of the equation. So you're losing two, you get five. You're only plus three, plus you have to sink a bunch of money. Into plus it. you have to sink a whole bunch of money. Right. If you have a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house, then the, maybe it makes sense to... But it's still tough because like, even if the land's just vacant and you're getting nothing, yeah. like you're going to be $2 million into building a sixplex right. in today's building costs. Okay, you're talking about tearing down, and that's fine. There's lots of places that should be torn down and rebuilt, right? Yeah. But a place like this... They've now said like anybody can put in a ground floor or a basement suite. Yeah, that's like, true. You don't. It's no longer like yeah. an illegal suite. It can be totally above board. And they're also, well, I shouldn't say this like I know it, but it was worded that way that they'll offer incentives and rebates for homeowners to develop their ground floors okay. to provide more units, right. right? Which is great. You're getting rid of the. FI Garage? FI Garage? Hells no. <laughs> Cheers. We're going to need support from the listeners <laughs> yeah. to keep this place. <laughs> but no, but it is good because there's a lot of... Well, that's how a lot of people afford their first homes, right? To- oh, totally. It's secondary totally. suite that... But there's a ton of people that are older, retired, their kids have left the house, whatever, where they're like, we don't want a reno. But if there's an incentive to do it, if there's, if there's a tax yeah, break to do it, they also don't zero, want the hassle of a landlord. Chance. This brings up the whole. They're way. not going to be a landlord because the <laughs> rules are so incredibly <laughs> not in their favor. This, so <laughs> this is like the crux of the problem. At the same time, they're like trying to make it uh, encourage development of smaller housing and more housing. At the same time, they're taking away all the landlord rights and making yeah. it way, way harder. And it's like, well, sure, you can incentivize me with. $30,000 in rebates to turn the basement of my house into a suite. But then you just tell me that whoever comes in there is basically stuck there and has all the rights and I have none. Yeah. So there's been yeah. a lot of policy problems and there's a lot of problems with lo and behold, you can't just hand out free money for multiple, multiple years <sighs> and have interest rates at zero and not cause problems. But yeah. we've been over that a million times, oh, so we it, don't need to go back down that well. You know, I, I think what's bugging me right now is like, I've been home way too much and flat on my back way too much and it's like media overload or news overload 
and the the thing I hate is like I don't specifically watch the news, right? But because of targeted media now, yeah, I end up with too much of the same crap, yeah. Or and I, I'm I don't I care, but I don't care. I don't want to dig into it far enough to kind of get all sides of the story. Because well, that's what you should do. If you're going to say that's the news, you yeah. should know both sides. And that's right? the problem with, like, the statistics, right? Yeah. Like, there's lies, damn lies, and, and statistics. statistics. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can manipulate the numbers to make it look however you sure. want. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, and that's... Everybody loves to point, like, there's one solution to this problem, or there's one thing that caused it. And it's like, no, there's... Mm. Like ten different it's decades, issues decades that, of yeah. problems. D- decades of problems have led us to this point. Yes. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. We're still not building purpose built rental buildings, right? Like No, I mean everybody forgets yeah. that in the seventies and eighties, like the government built yeah. government housing. Well, like co op housing. Co op housing. Co op like that, that was totally legit. We had a bunch of it in co-op, Richmond. And it's co-op like co op housing died in the nineties, hasn't been around for thirty years. Like, well, that's yeah. That's well, another part of this problem. Look at that co-op um, that's still on the, um, not Esquimalt, um, West. On He's really good right off now. Off Burnside? Come on. Off Burnside? No. Vic West. Vic West. Okay. That, that co-op is tucked in behind the save-on there. Okay. Like, the prime real estate where they've put in yep. 10, 15-story towers, you drive through there, you wouldn't even notice it. There's still, like, a 70s co-op. Yeah. And that's fantastic. Like, that's yeah. affordable living, walkable to downtown Victoria. And it's all big enough that yeah. you can you can have a family. Live in it. Yeah. You can have a family. It's not a 650-square-foot, yeah. yeah. two-bedroom unit. Like, yeah. But they're relics. Yes, they and, are relics. And they're very much needed. It's that missing household, that missing building. But as soon as somebody could take that land, there'd be a freaking 15-story right? tower, two 15-story yeah. towers going for 800000 a yeah. unit. Like, yeah. ridiculous. So, the, like, the incentive to build that is gone. Or well, to have that is gone. Yeah. So, it's but like... The problem is, is that monetarily, it holds no value. Yeah. It only holds value socially. Oh, and so, if the only time. value is held socially, then it needs to be built by the government because the numbers don't make sense for any private corporation right. yeah. to build it. We're really going to go down a government rabbit hole in this episode, aren't we? Uh, well, okay. You know. I, before we do... <laughs> <laughs> not saying we should uh there's a new documentary out oh yeah oh, yeah yeah it's called seeking fire have you watched it i tried apparently <laughs> you didn't put the tv on the ceiling did you apparently yeah <laughs> no apparently i don't have enough subscriptions okay oh good so it's like yeah. oh it's on amazon prime but i didn't realize you could get like premium amazon prime subscriptions. oh yeah there's multiple yeah. levels of amazon yeah. Prime. so if you're one of those people that are gonna sign up for one month, because I've been doing, I've I've been down for a while, so I've been yeah. doing the one month roll. Yeah, nice. Right, I crave is freaking expensive. Is it? I don't have. Dude, never had it, it cost me like nineteen dollars for a month. Best nineteen dollars oh. I spent for a month, but <laughs> but it was gone. Like last day, gone, gone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the documentary is called Seeking Fire. Uh, it was. I'm not sure where the filmmakers from. I watched the trailer. Uh, it's Ian Bawa and Quan Luong, and they said the little brief synopsis here is they traveled. We're pumping a, a documentary nobody's seen, nobody at this table's seen, right? It, 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 I intended to watch it before we talked. <laughs> about it. 
the point is there's not that many financial independence retire early documentaries sure. that that are feature length yeah right so anyway they travel around the world meeting people that are financially free as well as exploring their own personal relationships with money so i know there's a lot of our listeners and a lot of people in the fi community that will be interested in looking at this and watching it so right. i thought i'd throw it out there because it came up fairly recently and i hadn't heard of it so how'd you rate it i rated a unrateable at this moment <laughs> <laughs> So if one of those uh, producers or filmmakers are listening and right. want to comp us an episode, we will definitely review it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what's everybody investing in nowadays? Seems like everything's been flat for quite some time, doesn't crypto. it? Crypto. Does... Oh, you're back in crypto? Bitcoin, baby. Yeah? Just, just... Oh, are we going to talk about the fall of fiat currencies? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. dollar is not going to be the reserve currency anymore. Come on, you know I... that. I don't care. So... Uh... Well, okay, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm just going to have hold. a safe full of golden guns. Apparently, that's the option now. <laughs> and you'll be like, can I get an American passport to go with that? <laughs> okay, so I was listening to something, and again, this is what bugs me, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regurgitate something I heard without fact-checking it and knowing it's 100%. But anyway, although along the lines of the world reserve currency, right? So yeah. do you want to summarize that really quickly, or should I? Go ahead. Okay. I'm not going to do well with this. That's why I'm we said I'm a freaking mechanic. <laughs> Basically, major, major trade between countries is settled in USD, US dollars. Yeah. Right? Like billions of dollar trades is yeah. settled that way, right? And most of the world's debt is held right. in USD. So recently, there was international trade, and I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not 100% sure, but it was like France and Saudi or somebody that traded in yuan. Instead of USD. Yep. So there's this big deal about, oh, all of a sudden, yuan was recognized as a, a, a currency that could be um, to do this inter international trade. But it, yeah. but it ended up that the actual trade was for like 600K. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like less right. than buying a house. Yeah. So it was like not that big a deal when right. there's like $20 trillion yeah. worth of trade done in USD. So like it's one of those things where, oh, we can grab a hold of the story and run with it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't think anybody's too Headline worried. Seeking. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think there's definitely some currency issues with a lot of currencies or yeah. a lot of currency issues with a lot of <laughs> currency issues with a lot of countries, sovereigns, yeah. but well, it's the, the opinion is that the opinion is, and not necessarily mine, but the opinion that I've heard is that U.S. currency will be the last to fail. Right. I also, but have you seen the ad for H&R Block? Oh, what? Talking about GovCoin. <laughs> love that one i have yeah i got paid in govcoin yeah <laughs> it's got a loon on the back <laughs> yeah that one, that is pretty prime you know what yeah. that that could steer us right into the uh the whole cbdc right central bank digital currency it's okay. gonna be a thing it's just a matter of when and how yeah i like it's it's i it's super hard right now because there's so much going on and there's so but, much coverage of so much shit. Okay, so this one. What's what's what? I've been asking for a long time. So the central bank decides to make a digital currency yeah. instead of the print currency. What's the fucking difference? Nothing. I think it's, it's less efficient. No, more efficient. I don't know, but I, they I would can't hope get. It would, they but, can't get Bitcoin but, but, to be but efficient. But literally, 
I hate to break it to you, most of our money is already digital. Yeah. Do you have your net worth sitting? Like, no, I agree. Exactly. It, it's yeah. sitting in a bank account and it's, it's a actually, number it's, online. It's not digital, it's theoretical. It's theoretical. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's most, <laughs> you're right. Most of my money is yeah. theoretical. Yeah. It doesn't actually exist. Well, okay. I agree. And, but I've been saying this before too, right? Is like, how long ago was it? I mean, come on, we're talking 20 years ago that you were getting Canadian tire money. Right. You used to get paper Canadian tire yeah. money. Can't get paper Canadian tire anymore. It's, you can't have that fiat it's currency. Digital. It's all digital. We've had a digital currency. We've become used to using a digital yeah. currency already. I agree. Okay. And it's just an example. Like you could say air miles is another one or scene points or whatever you want to call yeah. them. I think we're slowly getting conditioned to accept that, you know, money as we know of it is the paper bill mm-hmm. and having less faith in that fiat currency. And it's like, okay, well, then you just have your grocery bucks and you just have your hardware store bucks and you just have your beer store bucks. And, and then there's the central bank digital yeah. currency. I, I don't know. Like, it seems like we already deal with a bunch of different currencies day to day in that sense, right? It's like, anytime I go to Canadian Tire, like, do you want to use your Canadian Tire money? I'm like, no, I want to use my Canadian money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hmm, they're both equal the same thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe we'll just go back to a barter barter economy. Yeah. <sighs> well, what? So yeah. what? How are you going to get your gold? How am I going to get my gold? Yeah. Are you getting shipped? Well, I mean, when all the reserve currencies failed, won't I just collect it by going around with a shotgun? Isn't that, how you <laughs> like, isn't that what the conspiracy theorists say that you're going to do? You've been watching too much TV. <laughs> so, um. No, no. I, legit question about gold. I don't want any gold. Okay, well, that's your opinion. That's yeah. fine. But he he seems to want some. I have some. Yeah. Yeah. But but this is a question. It's not an easy commodity to handle. No. So it's difficult to buy. It doesn't melt in your hands or anything. It's difficult to store. It's difficult to sell. Well, it's heavy. Yeah, it doesn't have the, very good liquidity. The, the other it's the easy other to problem. Store. Difficult to guard. <laughs> you have a, like you have got a map with an X on it. Well, the other thing that we were talking about is like because we were talking about the whole gold as a you know if your country has a complete and utter breakdown and you are yeah. fleeing the country, you could hypothetically carry some wealth with you. Gold. There's is problems poor. with that because how the hell are you going to get out of the country? Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, like you're sitting there and you got a gold brick. That's worth, let's say, a hundred grand. Yeah. How the hell are you cashing a hundred grand into usable, well, you get, tradable? That's right? when you get to the next spot. But now you got to carry the gold. Well, you got to carry. Well, you got to carry the gold. Yeah. But then also now you've got to get to the next spot and like, how I got to be able to cash it out and then what am I turning it into? Well, that like, that's my whole argument I, against the doomsdayers being like, well, yeah. I have forty-seven bars of gold. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Where? <laughs> How are you? Right. So you're going to, like, where are you going with your gold? I got a motorized wheelbarrow. (laughs) Gold is probably a good hedge on your country failing. Yes. But it's not a good hedge on the world economy collapsing. No, but nothing's a good hedge on the world economy collapsing. I hate to break it to everybody. Land land and... Like farmland, maybe. Yeah, So you can, like, grow your own crops and survive by yourself. But, like, yeah, yeah, there's no... I mean, we're also literally talking doomsday scenarios. Now. Yeah, like, no, we don't need ridiculous. We don't need to go there yeah. at all. But well, but that's why I'm not buying gold. Okay, but but gold is a fair topic, and yeah. we haven't talked about it much on the show ever. Right, right, because when times are awesome, gold's worth nothing. It's useless. Right. Yeah. 
but it's historically been that hedge forever. And then even Dalio talks about it in his all season or all weather portfolios. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's always going to be a store of value, but it's got a lot of hurdles for its use. Right. And it's like, so do I, do I now sell my physical gold because it's at near all time highs? You probably don't want digital gold. And yeah. So that, so that, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, So you're kind of stuck with it. Unless it ever becomes like the accountant said, it, it, it becomes a literally a currency or a way of you exiting with wealth. Right. That's yeah. really its only usefulness. Yeah, when Canada goes full communist and I need to flee with my gold bars <laughs> like that, you know. Hope you got good luggage. <laughs> That's right. You're going to yeah. need to really get out of there. With you know that James Bond's belt used to be lined with gold sovereigns, eh? Oh, yeah. Not a, not you a big guys, James Bond. You guys are guy terrible. Here. James Bond's the, anyway. That's getting into a whole so, story. Um, but some, but you can you, like you can literally line your belt sure with gold sovereigns like yeah. small gold. So you can yeah. travel with a lot of money right or a lot of relative yeah. value sure very value. easily yeah yeah right yeah. so anyway yeah no gold's interesting and it's there's no point holding it if you're just holding like an ETF or a proxy for it. If you want freaking gold, own gold, but it's hard to do. So I've been thinking of one the other day that is an interesting one when we're talking about fighting inflation is fixed rate debt the best inflation hedge there is like like you being in debt because the inflation (laughs) makes the debt go away yeah well yeah yeah, i know right like it's pretty it is pretty good is holding a bit of fixed rate leverage like kind of your best bet against inflation because all of a sudden you're like okay like I've signed up for $500 a month to pay off this loan over the next 10 years yep. and inflation goes raging and you're like, well, I invested that in some other stuff and my payment's not going anywhere, but like wages are increasing, CPP increases, OAS increases, the rents I'm getting are increasing, so like my debt payment has not changed. Well, that that's a big argument for buying a house, right? Yeah. That's a huge argument for buying a house. Yeah. Okay. We should pause and do a little like... Golf clap for appreciation for all the people who are smart enough to lock in at like right. 1.5 right. to one, two, three years ago. Yeah. You know, and, and then you're absolutely right. You got five years of super cheap debt in the current situation we're in. And, yeah. and the money is getting cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah. The money just, I was gets not cheaper. smart enough to do that. Right. Yeah. Or was I? No, <laughs> fail. Hey, half, half. fail. I got half. <laughs> half of it's locked in at low yeah. rate debt. Damn it all. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you got to make mistakes, right? It's how you learn. But it's I I find that has been uh, it has been an interesting year, at least year. Start off and <laughs> looking at the margin account that's been actually decimated. Oh I'll, yeah. Well, I mean, over the last year for sure, right? Because that's when yeah, I guess so. some idiot sitting at the table, no name's name, <laughs> tried to get me into options trading. Right. I didn't try to get you into anything. You jumped in <laughs> head first and didn't listen to anything I told you. Anyway, uh, we've both seen each other naked. <laughs> Remember the whole don't sell that naked put unless you actually want to own that stock? And yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, I actually want to own that. And now you own it and you're like, I didn't want to own that. Well, I've just called myself a long-term investor now. It's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's it's nice to see some rebounding in that and, and some interesting in just going like, the overall mentality of the market that we're not in that 
ridiculous tenure bull run that we're we are in anymore it's, a, right? it's actually kind of nice to it's, see it's kind of like stable and you're like well i'm just gonna keep putting money into index funds anyway and some sanity has actually regained like, yeah valuations and profitability actually matter right, right yeah. now which yeah. there's no reason they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah but yeah. i i think that's the i mean i i don't pay much attention to sentiment or any of that and like exactly what's going on and i think that's the really interesting thing about being coast fi too is coast fi is you kind of stop pumping money into your investments which is difficult to do when you see them go down when you see opportunity and you're yeah. like ooh, 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 i should do that right so i think you know coming back to like financial independence discussions that we've had on the show before is that you're working more than you ever thought you would be Accountant. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Economist. About the most ever. Right. <laughs> but there's an opportunity now to do that. Right. Right. We talk, kind of talked about and that on the last show, too. it a lot but... different when you start working for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that. Well, I think we talked about it on the last show that we haven't released yet. Yeah. So have... it'll be on a future episode yes. that we've already talked about. <laughs> do they have a, an acronym for that? I don't know. No. Formerly FI. Working again? Just, yeah. Or working, working for yourself. Hey, I've got some good news. Okay. This is going to be the best news of this whole episode. Whoa. That's a big buildup. Yeah, well, your second beer is going to be a mystery beer out of the fridge, so that might be good news, too. <laughs> that is good news. Yeah. Uh, so, you know our good buddy, Kevin, from the show. Yeah. yeah. They successfully sailed from the UK to New York. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now... They're going on another big project with this amazing 55-foot brand new catamaran that just got like designed and launched right nice and he messaged me the other day and he goes well i don't officially know any internet retirement police so i'm going to (laughs) 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 confess to you and they're they're getting work as crew on this amazing boat okay cool uh so congratulations i think that's fantastic and i did have to chirp and be like hardly calling that work there bud (laughs) right but it just goes to show that, you know, when you leave your normal nine to five, your grind, the things that were that you were working towards to get to a goal, that kind of opportunity pops up, right? Like I, I have never had more opportunity than I have had in the last twelve months since yeah. I left my job. Yeah. Ever. Awesome. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah. Should so, have done it years earlier. How can, about you? Well, I was I'm gonna get into the medical round. <laughs> <laughs> Before you do. Yeah. Uh, do you guys own BMO? BMO, no. I own TD, though, because oh. they're the world's most shorted world's stock most now. World's most shorted stock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. to bring that up. We can talk yeah. about that. Do you? No. Yeah, good. Because, uh, <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, Air Miles. Oh, yes. And B- BMO just decided to light fire to a billion dollars or something and oh. buy Air Miles. Oh. Yeah, well, Thrifty's got rid of Air Miles. Real, re- yeah. read about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Air Miles was bankrupt one day, and BMO bought them the next. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange times. All right. Play on. I don't understand what their game plan was with that. Like. Right. I don't understand. What's your integration model between the two? Well, they have the BMO MasterCard, I think, that has Air Miles. Okay, so now the only, like, you've made Air Miles immensely more useless. Not that they were super useful in the first place. exactly. Div went bankrupt. I think so. Yeah. In case you can't hear the mechanic is yelling <laughs> from another room. He's like, did Div sell them? <laughs> no, they went bankrupt. 
Right. Pretty sure it was a spin-off and just, like, chucking the bad part of the business out the door. And I think Div might have been a uh, um, license agreement. Oh, do you, so, sorry, we just said spin-off? So, yeah. doing people's taxes for the last two months, right. non-stop. The, my favorite spin-off of the year by far has been AT&T spinning off Warner Bros. Disney and both of them just being garbage and people <laughs> taking absolutely massive losses on the world's worst dividend trap. Everyone's like, oh, AT&T, 7% dividend. Oh, slash the dividend. Oh, spin off a crappy company. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is terrible. Hey, yeah, they're like real bad. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. Yeah, the Air Miles one, uh, I don't really understand what BMO was thinking. No. But I think when you make as much money as the banks do... You can just spend billion dollars on anything. Do you know what my favorite BMO one was this year? What's that? So BMO made 4.8, billion last year. Okay. Somewhere in that range, I think. BMO released... So you're required to send out your T5s and T3s in Canada, or... Your T5s are required by the end of March. No, end of February. End of March is your T3s for your trusts. Right. Uh, BMO is just like, oh, yeah, we just can't make that deadline. Really? I'm like, okay, so BMO just was like, yeah, we can't send out our T5s till like March 27th. And it's like, okay, well, you made four point whatever billion last year, mm-hmm. and you can't get out your income reporting slips on time? Yeah. Like, that's a electronic program. That does this. How can you not do that on time? I have to say, Quest Trade took a while as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Quest Trade. Yeah, to get out like the T3s and T5s. And... Um, something happened with the banks too, didn't it? TD? No, they, the well, banks. most shorted, <laughs> shorted bank. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. For listeners that don't know what that means or didn't bother to look it up or don't care, basically, uh, anyone want to take this one? What are you explaining? What a short is? Well, well, yeah, you go ahead. You know, you probably know as well or better than I do. But well, just basically the mechanism of how they ended up being called the world's most shortest bank. The most people were betting on the stock to go down. Yes, but th- so people borrow the stock. Yeah. You, and sell it. So and instead then, of, then owe it back. Yeah, instead yeah. of buying the stock, you sell it without ever having owned it. Yes. And right. then you hope to buy it back at a light, later date. At a lower price. At a lower price. Right. Yeah. And so, but there's things to consider about, like, because everyone saw what happened with SVB and the rest of U.S. banking, regional banks. In Canada, we they, don't... They uh, had bankruptcies. <laughs> they, they had some problems. <laughs> SVB, by the way, is Silicon Valley Bank. Should yes, we explain yeah. what a bank run is no, in case people I, don't know? I don't know. Everybody, like, come on. It's been like... Yeah, okay. Fine. Be careful with that. Is this going to blow up in my face? I don't, I don't know. But did, you can run to the sink way faster than Did Silicon Valley Bank get uh, bailed out? Yes. That... Yeah. yeah. Really? Um, so... I, just wait. Just don't talk. I want. I just want to watch this. I wish this was a video. Don't pop it like a champagne cork, I'm for not God's sake. Pop it like a champagne cork. Jesus. Oh, it's fine. It's, yeah. It's what, fine. what was the big fine. deal? Yeah, what are you char- um, it's, it, it's an you, unknown homebrew. That's what. Okay. <laughs> also, it wasn't a bailout. They are ensuring that depositors get their money back. If you're a bondholder or a stockholder, you lose everything. Oh, good. As you should. Good. Yeah. That is exactly what should have happened. I mean, kind of. You know what the problem with La Quinta is? What is? I think there's no problem with La Quinta. I thought it was perfectly drinkable. Yeah. What's your problem with La Quinta? There's not more of it? That's, uh, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a little sweet. 
Like I was, I was, it was like a, a honey, like a yeah. honey beer almost. I wanted to bring back. There's there was a microbrewery down there called Desert Brewing Co. What what um, was your failure? My failure was that I drank it and <laughs> thought I could go back and get more, and it was closed the day before we left, so I couldn't. Oops. Mm-hmm. That happens. Now you're gonna have to guess what homebrew that is. Is it ours? What do I steal other people's homebrew? I don't know. <laughs> you steal other people's homebrew? I would if I could. Why I said is it ours? <laughs> you don't know. Oh wait, wait! The face says it all. Mikey <laughs> likes it. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Yeah. This has a. Oh, good! It's not the one I thought it was. Excellent. Oh yeah. Well, you. It's a little too sweet. Well, you oh, think about your that's beer. That's the blonde. That's your poolside in your mouth. <laughs> Rinse out the pool water. Did the uh, Did the Canadian government? Uh, make it illegal for corporations to buy back stocks. They were talking about it. Pretty sure that's in the budget. I'm pretty sure it was in the budget as well. I wasn't really paying attention because I've been too busy lately. But, uh, like, who cares? Okay, so, like, I can't reduce my shareholder base, so I just pay a bigger dividend. Like, it doesn't... You don't think it matters to investors? No. Yeah. I don't think it... Like... So you're telling me I can't reduce my outstanding shares? Correct. So you're you can't prop the price of your stock up by buying back. Right, but at the end of the day, if we're back into a world where again valuations and profits actually matter. Yeah. Either I made a dollar per share or I canceled a bunch of my shares and I made a dollar 10 per share like Right. Doesn't The valuation really like buying back stock is simply a more tax effective way of issuing a dividend essentially. Right. Yeah. If we're looking at overall yeah. net value to the shareholder, it's like, well, now there's less shares. So my share is worth more or I can just pay out that dividend, but I'm going to have to pay tax on the dividend. Like it. So you think, I think it's a nothing burger. Oh, okay. I think it's like, except, who the hell cares? Except the government gets some more tax. Except the government gets to say pretend that they did something. Okay. Jagmeet gets to stand up there and pretend like Here he's actually go. ever done anything. Here That's we the go. the most useless person on the planet. Here we go. Well, at least Bill C-11 passed, so they're going to have to play our content because we're Canadian. Right. 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 Because that would take us right off the air. <laughs> or it may still because you know you're not allowed i don't know i'm not gonna say anything about that but c11 is a little scary too let's not get into that you there's guys heard of, about that yeah, getting oh. shoved through as well yeah. so oh, i don't want to be a news podcast but it's just like there's so much shit going on right now it's hard to well and it's hard to you, ignore like, it's it's hard to ignore and it's hard to navigate the waters right now from like an investment scenario yeah. and like is now not the time where you're like, yeah, that cash wedge looks really nice. Because we've proven, if anything in the last three, two years has been proven, it's that cash flow is king. Cash mm, flow yeah. is king, for sure. And, but we've also proven that cash flow can get absolutely dynamited, blown up, destroyed, evaporated, eviscerated. Overnight. And then you're like, oh shit, I didn't see that coming. So that leads into the risk, the risk question right and all of a sudden diversification becomes a thing like diversification of cash flows yeah yeah so what what lessons have we learned we've we've learned them the hard way that's for sure well we always do yeah but how's your one of everything doing right now it's funny you should ask that (laughs) (laughs) 
because it's awfully freaking difficult to round up all the stubs for my account. <laughs> yeah. I bet. If you think you're getting filed on time. <laughs> I know. The the, well, the no, deadline's yesterday. Yeah. It's ridiculous because you got K1s coming in from the trees that I bought, the acreage of trees I that I bought K1 somewhere. So what, what's a K1? It's the a US. partnership distribution. Oh, yeah. You yeah, got a distribution? No. Nothing. Then, oh. It's... Why do you have a K-1 then? Because it's for your share of the partnership income. It explains. I'm not going to get into it. But he didn't have any partnership income. Just because he was not distributed any income does not mean that the partnership did not have income and expenses that are reportable. They've adjusted my cost basis. Probably what happened. (laughs) And then then you get like shit from Brookfield because you're holding shit in your TFSA and you're like, I don't want to do with all this crap. Well, don't you throw it out because you're holding it in your TFSA? Well, this is not tax advice. You should talk to a professional accountant. (laughs) (laughs) And the one we have on the show is not available. but you threw it up. <laughs> Talk to me in May. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's that is the problem. And well, it's interesting that you bring that up, like the one of everything thing. <laughs> it's fun. And believe it was it was really I it's something that I think people should do at the beginning. If they're bored. <laughs> if they're <easily>. bored. <laughs> well, this is we'll bring that up in a second, is but it's fascinating to really, really dive deep into the opportunities that are out there. Right. And but also recognizing that opportunity, speculation are very close in definition when you talk about financial investments. Yeah. And sure, maybe I'll get a 10x on those trees in another eight years. But at this point, I don't care. Right. Like it, It's like I bought a product. I spent that money. It's gone. You know, like there's a bunch of like crowdfunding little apps that you can do throughout the states and stuff. And it's like, sure. Like Lending Loop. <laughs> well, I've been sucking money out of lending, loop, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, that's Canadian based, right? But yeah. there's other ones even more speculative out of the states where you like pretend you're like a VC venture capitalist and you throw in fifty bucks and you're like, oh my god, if this goes to a hundred billion, look at I'll make two hundred dollars. But yeah, it it's super super interesting to dig through that. And like you said, if you're bored or if you really want to like get into finance and learn, like, well. Learn what's out there, but I think I my report back on all of that experience is there is a lot of people out there selling their products, and their products have a hook. Right. And the hook is it's an investment. And that may sound completely obvious and that nobody would fall for that, but I just watched an interesting John Oliver about timeshares. People still fall for timeshares. Mm-hmm. Right, so we don't need to get into that whole mechanics of that thing, but you know, and wait, account- are you saying timeshares are not an investment? Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy that I was talking to, <laughs> hey, it's just hey, oh right, we're supposed to say this show is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Yeah, they are our opinions, and um, but yeah, no, I think the learning process. If I could go back and do it all again, it was super fun to learn it all. Yeah. But I would have rather consolidated the couple thousand dollars, which is really not that much, into just like a XEI, ETF, Canadian Growth Dividend Fund, or even just a global. Yeah. You know, but that's boring. And I had way more fun. So, you know, some people have... And you learn shit. Yeah. Some people have fun spending a couple grand going and... Casinoing. Casinoing. Exactly. Right? I spent it a different way. Yeah. I mean... You were casinoing in a way. I was casinoing. I was. I was. But the thing about that kind of casinoing is, oh, okay, so that doesn't, like, 
the whole online gambling thing and like how quickly you can just do shit now is ridiculous. But that I had to learn. I, I felt like I put time into learning about those things before I committed any money. Right. Rather than just going like, sure, let's go all in on 18 or whatever. Right. Like <laughs> that. Cause I put, uh, I put 50 bucks into, I think it's called Binance. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I don't under, what are all these things? And I couldn't like, see the ridiculous crypto world without like having money right. in there and i still didn't understand it when i was in there and then of course they immediately go bankrupt and i'm like oh now i'm part of a bankruptcy hearing <laughs> it's kind of interesting well, i will put in my claim for my 50 dollars yeah. back thank you very much yeah well it's only like i was part of um crap shit the brazilian company that had all the lawsuits back in like 2013 and so i was part of this big class action suit yeah. And it's like, it's really interesting to get yourself into these situations because you read, you learn. I think it makes you, if you're interested in global economics. Yeah, if it's something you care, about. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. care about. But but I think you and I, he, I was texting with the accountant the other day about it. And it's like, because you've been super busy and I have not been super busy. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> right? Yeah. We've but been it, in very different worlds yeah. lately. But we remember how it was like, there is no time and you can attest to that too right economist is like there is no time and i have so much more respect for everybody out there listening to this that's still working full time and has kids and family and obligations and it's like this finance thing is hard to commit time to to learn and to do more than just index fund right and at the end of the day you probably don't need to do more than index yeah. fund and no. that, that's hard coming from us to say that well you don't you don't you need don't. to do more. You could do a but, dividend. You, there's strategies, but keep a simple strategy that works for you. With that being said, the one of the things that I have noticed being just, you know, I'm working 12 hours a day right now, go home, see the kid, go to bed. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how many opportunities pass you by when you're just in blinders on, get work done mode. Right. Like I've had no, like my brain has had no time to just like sit and think or do anything. So like. I have no idea what I've missed. Like I don't, I'm not up on the news. I'm not up on investments. I have no idea. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. It's probably better. But there's also like, I've had a couple people be like, Hey, like, are you available for other job opportunities for stuff like other projects? And it's like, I can't, I'm too busy. Like, I just don't, there's no bandwidth there to like look at anything else. And you kind of wonder like when you spent so many years being like that, like what kind of opportunities passed you by that you didn't even notice were there. It's all about balance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm totally, I go too hard in every direction. So I'm overworking myself now and May will hit and I plan on doing nothing for a while. Do you want to have a little sideline bet here, economist? That he does something in May? I'm going to give him till mid-June. <laughs> what, do you want to have like an over-under? Like this? <laughs> yeah. May 12th. May t- <laughs> <laughs> He's probably right. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, we've talked about it before. Is if when you when it's on your terms, and this injury is really pissing me off because I was actually in a project that I was really enjoying. Yeah, it was something challenging. It was something different than I usually do, and I was really getting into it, and I wanted to be involved in it and see it through to fruition because it was one of those projects. Like one of the things I didn't like about my job before was that it it was perpetual. There was never an end to it. You always just went back to work right 
Whereas this was a specific helicopter, a specific project that was going to be done and it flew away and I could go, yes, it's over. It's a success and right. walk away. Yeah. And, and we're done. Or, or if it crashed. <laughs> Not a success. <laughs> well, that's an extreme way of looking at it, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> that would definitely register in the not success category. <laughs> that's not an option, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been it's been really difficult to be uh, to be coast fi and have the opportunity to do that work and then have it taken away from you physically. Yeah. Not what you want. Not what I want. No. So coming back to the whole medical side of things, I think it's. Um, super important for anybody that's planning their financial freedom or their fire journey or fi is they've got to over budget medical so you think medical is expensive i think what people don't understand is and too many people that are having this discussion in the community are in their 20s and 30s right yeah i never gave a shit about medical or health until my late 40s and now you're really old because I never had, well, I never had an issue my whole yeah. life. It was fine. It was perfect. Yeah. Whatever, you know. And nobody gives it a thought. I guarantee you, nobody does. Well, nobody gives it a real analysis. Well, not even that. A real problem. I don't want to say it. it. They don't give it a real chance. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, a, it's the a, probability of it happening that they put into their yeah. assumption is yes. much lower than the actual, actual probability. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you remember something happened. Do you remember when Suze Orman, the US money yeah, yeah, lady, yeah. like ranted, ranted and ranted is like you need 10 million dollars to retire. That's ridiculous. This blah 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 blah. And her whole basis for that was health. Granted, US content Sure. So, and I could see she, her being right in the United States. We are somewhat luckier here for sure. But the experience that I've gone through recently was I basically had to make a choice between calling an ambulance and getting on a stretcher mm-hmm. or trying to find a way of paying for it myself. Paying for what? Immediate care. And maybe that's not the way to put it. Doesn't make sense. No. Um, by the way, you got to pay for an ambulance in BC. Yeah, well, fair. Yeah, but what what you're okay? Saying, it wasn't life and death. Let's put it that way. the The problem is that we have a inadequate healthcare system that has been underfunded for years without the required amount of service, and a two tiered model, whether people like it or not, has emerged. But doctors will not openly advertise that because it's very frowned upon in public perception, and you can get around ridiculous wait times if you are willing to pay to get around them, but those are decisions you have to make and work you have to do to get it done. That's a very good way to put it. So long story short is I ended up getting a private MRI. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's available to Canadians. Yeah. But it costs a fair amount of money. Yeah. So if you're on your path to financial independence, you should be budgeting some of those costs. And like, I think we talked on a prior show like whether it's dental or whether it's acute, it only costs a grand, right? Uh, fourteen hundred. Okay. Which I mean, hey. Yeah, it's not nothing. I'm in. I'm in a lot bucks. of pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a lot of pain. I was like, I'm paying whatever to. Yeah. Cost. Whatever. Like, whatever. We can speed this yeah. up. Whatever's gonna happen has to happen, right? Yeah. Um, we've that, already talked about the health concierge in the states, right? Yeah. I think we I did. Think so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But that's. I'm. You gotta I'm, figure that's coming. I'm just saying, is I don't think people are 
considering it enough because it's too easy when you're in your 20s and 30s to go, oh, we've got healthcare in Canada. And yes, you do. If you need to go to the hospital and be looked after, you will be. And it's amazing. And I'm glad we have that for everybody. But, but it's if it's a mer- an emergency. If it's an emergency. Yes. If you have something chronic. If you have or, a yeah. chronic problem that can be solved by surgery, but because it's not emergency, you're at the bottom of the wait list. Like, years, what would you yeah. pay to get three or four years of your life back? I'm right. going I'm going to... Costa Rica, wherever they there's, have. There's good, yeah. a lot of people that don't factor in the like, yes, you like what, what are two good years of your life worth? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this like, is like, okay, that's so, a pretty high number in reality for most people. Dude, this is the worst problem is like, I was working, being a productive member of Canadian society, right. doing what I was enjoying doing. And now I'm not. Yeah. But like, that's bad for our GDP. And now I'm part of the medical system. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be. Well, also, and, and there's a lot of people out there, and my heart goes out to people that are in chronic pain because I've never experienced anything like this before. How and many people are sitting on workers' comp exactly. that could be back contributing to GDP yeah. if we had appropriate healthcare? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it's a it's a rabbit hole, and it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's interesting out there though. And I think if nobody's gone through it, they really don't know what's happening, and they're not fully aware of what the system is. And and like I said. You need to go for life and death. You will get looked after. And that's Absolutely. fantastic. And I'm 100% appreciative of, of that. But, you know, these kind of chronic or disabilitating things, it's it's a difficult path to navigate in Canada. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it yeah. big time is. And, like, the, I had a client who was a, had been a hospice nurse, or not a hospice nurse, in a nursing home. Yeah. And went back to the ER because it was less stressing because of how <laughs> understaffed. Yeah. Right. nursing homes are and dementia wards and all of that like it was less stressful to be in the freaking er yeah like that's how underfunded so much yeah. of this is yeah well i think the biggest takeaway for me was is that we've discussed that the first day you decide to start the journey to financial independence will be better for you and then after six months you'll have an emergency fund and after a year you'll have some investments and after two years you'll have emergency fund and good credit and lots of investments and then if you ever run into a health problem where you're not covered by ei or WorkSafe or whatever you're not gonna add the stress the financial stress on you right. or your family of not being able to get up and go to work yeah and it's it's, psych- eh? it's psychologically massive yeah. yeah massive absolutely massive to be able to go i can just Use the heat pad, use the ice, take it easy for as long as I need, and it's it's life changing. I will also say that that is one scenario where if you are not at a point where if you got hurt, that that would be the case. This is when insurance is actually a product you need. Long term dis. Long term disability. Yep. That kind of insurance is actually required until you're at a position where you could afford to not work for five years. That's yeah. a great point, right? And because so many, like, I, I'm the first guy that'll shit on whole life. It's terrible. Most insurance products you try to get hawked are awful. You need long-term discs. Yeah. You have to have it yeah. if you are not in that scenario where you would be fine for five years. Yeah. This, I mean, it could prove disastrous for, for me personally yeah. by not having long-term discs, right? Yeah. Like, I could suck through all of the... FI savings. Yeah. 
yeah. it's possible. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's an eye opener, right? And, it, yeah. and I think we're we've talked about this on the show before, and I think there's a really good book that I actually need to look up, but it's we're terrible at predicting our future selves. Right. Like yeah. We, we yeah. need to. We need I think to. We've like, talked about that. Yeah, before. we have. We have talked about it before. Yeah. But it's like you really need to project your future self and say, you know, what does sixty-year-old accountant look like, and what does he need, and what does he it's want? Not good. Not, <laughs> yeah, not no, that's good. probably not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, but the nice thing about sixty-year-old accountant is like replacement parts are gonna be easy to come by. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but easier than for us. But isn't that like the key to having a lot of optionality? Yes. Like the more optionality you build in, the better. What's could you please define that word? Optionality. Yeah. It's just not burning bridges and leaving a lot of options. Like if you go down, I'm gonna live a super frugal. No, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Like that's not Webster's. No, no, that's not Webster's. What I'm talking about. (laughs) Jesus. I think it's a word. No, but you said it backwards too. What did I say? You said not burning bridges. Yeah. yeah, you you want to leave your options open yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, okay. optionality not a real word, right? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking millennials. <laughs> oh God, what I'm saying is you want options. Yeah, yeah, precisely. You Why want options that? because you can't predict what you're gonna want. Right. So you no. want to leave things open ended. You, that's the like that's why lean fire is the most bullshit thing i've ever heard <laughs> because what oh i'm gonna live off twenty thousand dollars a year for the rest of my life because i'm happy doing it right now in a basement suite like no man you're that's so dumb oh don't pick on the guy we met at cat mustache <laughs> you totally are yeah a little bit yeah you are well no i i think you, the same theme comes up over and over and over again right it's like you need to start working towards financial independence today and if you're listening to the show and you haven't done it, or why are you started, listening? <laughs> we're, Just... we're fun and we drink beers, but get your ass in gear and start saving and investing. Yeah. Because that opens up the optionality of your future. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of it falls in place. <laughs> that, maybe yeah. that's part of our new opening line. I'm, gonna, like I'm Googling this right now. <laughs> yeah. it's really we're, welcome to the Financial Encourage, <laughs> where we open the roadmap and give you optionality for your future. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Speaking of liking it, that is a weird Absol- beer. Absolutely, uh, not a word. This is a weird beer, isn't it? Yeah, it, I think it's the Kolsch, but it it the I, quality of being available to be chosen but not obligatory. Oh my god! I don't think that's what you're that talking sounds, about. That sounds like how you get out of jury duty. <laughs> I mean, that does sound <laughs> right. Like I'm accurate. literally going to write that in when I get jury duty. Yeah. Okay, it's a word, it but it's definitely not what you were talking about. Yes, it absolutely it is. The quality of being available to be chosen, but not obligatory. Oh, yes, that's, that's literally that what I was talking about. how you get about. out of jury duty right there. <laughs> uh, sorry, These projects I... provide excellent optionality for our shareholders. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a stupid word, turns out. It All is right. a word, not a, not a good one. This is the first time in the history of, of my words? entire life that I have been right about something in the English language. <laughs> well, Numbers? Normally got it dialed pretty good. English language? No chance. That's not true. Okay. Because you've got like a seven-month-old, so you're going to be right for at least another two years. Ooh, it seems incorrect <laughs> because I, I, I have a six-month-old. And a wife. Ah, oh yes. So well, I but... haven't been right in what's the math on that? Fifteen months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of our homebrew? It's pretty good. It's 
you know what happened to that? It got warm. Well, that's that's a speed issue, not a beer issue. Uh, is because we I don't think he was meaning right now. You <laughs> I think he was meaning in the process of fermenting. I, did, I was. <laughs> knock knock. Um, <laughs> who's there? How many opioids are you on right now? <laughs> I'm. I refuse to take opioids. That's smart. Yeah. It it's difficult because I really, really, I really, really want. Them. <laughs> I really, really. I think you just walk downtown and. No, I won't do it. I I really refuse to do it. It's anyway. Let's yeah. not talk about my pain. Let's talk about your pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting. Oh, we're we're done, boys. Yeah, we're yeah. done. The episode e done. I think uh, I think next week sh- we should talk. We should do. What's a... this next week bullshit? It's been like five weeks. Yeah, I know. But now next week. Now we're gonna start yeah. back on track because I Thanks. we got to make the however many episodes to get the guys to come and heckle us in the front yard. And... Yeah, what was yeah. that? That's... What do we need? Twenty six. We got to get to two hundred. Remember hundred? Oh well, there yeah. was a comment about the century show. Yeah. 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 Um so next week <laughs> yeah. I think we should do the whole life show. Ah, whole life is such a dead topic. There was a great graphic that I saw on Twitter the other day. It was going for memory here. Yeah, I don't remember much. But anyway, the memory was uh fuck, now I got to look it up. <laughs> Wait, are we talking whole life insurance or like life cycle investing? No, whole life insurance. We're going to make you be the pro guy uh, and we'll be the con guys i'll just throw up violently all over the table the whole time no the, the, we've already done can the we tr- can we trick a whole life okay. salesman to come onto the show no, and no. just belittle him for an hour the only way we're going to talk about life insurance is yeah. if pre energy comes on the show because he did reply to one of my texts okay and i said Do you come on the show and have a whiskey with us and banter and preach a good good banter and he knows insurance i have a question what's in that box he's got a great book oh my goodness <laughs> yes <laughs> the accountant just saved the show <laughs> single-handedly saved the show our good buddy of the show jason has delivered us a sealed present not anthrax, we're hoping. <laughs> Fair. That we had. If, to... if it just goes silent, then you know. Anthrax. He said we had to open it on the show, so let me let me grab it. Uh, we'll be about 40, 45 minutes while the mechanic goes <laughs> about three feet to pick up the box. It's five. Should it's one five, of us? Are you five sure, feet. Are you sure Should you one of us offer to do this for? Call nine one. <laughs> so, uh, do you think it was a good idea to? Have the second beer before we open the box? No, it was a horrible yeah. idea. We're gonna drink whatever's in this box, though. <laughs> I don't. Uh, know, for I, everybody listening, overtime starts now. Yeah, well, it started. Um, so anyway, long story short, Jason's been a fantastic supporter of the show. Him and I have had some great conversations. He's got a ribbon. He has. Uh, he has That's... supported us with beers before. He also <laughs> the interesting. Who is this? Jason, one of our listeners. Yeah. The the mistake I made. Have I met him? No. Okay. The mistake I made before Christmas is he brought beers to my sister's house because I was there at Christmas. Right. Those didn't get brought back. Luckily, my brother-in-law didn't drink them. So we got the beers, which we drank on a show. We did. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then he also gave us a little bit of swag. So I've got a t-shirt for the economist. I and, have not seen that. And a hat for the accountant. How? Come, why don't I have my hat? I'll get you that shit when I'm good and ready. <laughs> this, is, this is the present 
that he instructed us specifically to open on the show. So it's a beautifully wrapped yeah, it's got a, box with a beautiful silk bow. Uh, well, that's a ribbon. I, I, I get to open it? Tied I, into I, a bow. I, 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 actually, I think he said Economist should open it. Oh. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure he said the Economist should open it. Because right. of the anthrax. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> it definitely wasn't me. I die last, so I, that's good. I'm not the favorite. I think probably because he was worried about the electronic... Uh, napkin situation. Oh, right there. yeah. Quite possible. I, mean, I don't know if that's even supposed to be laid on its side. Me neither. Ooh, what is it? I wish we had video. It's listeners. A, oh, there's a there's he's, a he's, note. Listeners, he's pulling out a note wrapped bottle that's got some handwriting this on it. This is so exciting right now. What is the po- It's like a poster. Dude. What's the poster? The poster is the F, uh, uh, garage. Maybe his. Oh sweet! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a very classic looking garage with a, like, is that a rat rod or is it like yeah, a, in, yeah, in so. construction? Yeah. So, uh, does, are you gonna read it on the back? Or am I gonna read, read it? You can read the thing on the back. Uh, maybe oh, we're a, busy looking at. Yeah, no, just open. Maybe this. a bomb. Yeah. Oh yes, it is. Hey, we won an award. Oh no! Well, I'm gonna read you the note. Okay. That. Okay. So are you ready? March fifth. 2023 congratulations you've won the candidates were vast the process long and deliberate however the decision seemed easy fi garage for the win please keep the garage warm and well stocked with beer banter and camaraderie long into the future thank you and best wishes j-bone this is the best thing we've gotten by a long shot is that a vintage well lucky First, I want to thank the uh, dive bar. Yeah, for the award awarded by J Bones Dive Bar and Cigar Lounge. Yeah. I want it. Can we go there? We are going there. Can't wait. Like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I know how to run a ferry. Yeah. <laughs> Even better, I know how to steal a helicopter. <laughs> but do you know how to walk? walk. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be hard to teach you to fly. Okay. And yeah. So tell me about the beverage here. Like it's it okay. So first this of all, this is a vintage. It's a 500 mil glass bottle, stubby, lucky lager. Yeah, this is vintage, which has been paint penned on. Yeah. Wow, we never opened that, boys. No, that this is so cool. Very cool. Where did he find this? It's incredible. It's gotta be water inside. Oh my god, this is Lucky Lager Brewing Co. Salt Lake City, Utah. What? Dude. Okay, well that's definitely gonna be the picture for this episode. Oh my god. And this picture's awesome too. Where did he get this? This is amazing. I don't know, he'll tell us. This is so cool. So many, many thanks to J-Bone and the This just made my whole night. Right, boys? Cheers. Cheers. Keep up the banter and camaraderie, gentlemen. Absolutely. This is the best award we've ever gotten. <laughs> it's the only one, but it's the best as Doesn't well. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Sets the bar real high. Real high. <laughs> we just did that. We're on episode who knows how many. And, and we, we all, all drank, drank at the same one. time. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait to go to J-Bone's Dive Bar and Cigar Lounge. Yeah. Oh, Sounds pretty awesome. Him and I met up when we uh, exchanged this, and I am absolutely heading over there. Yeah. Yeah, we're going. Next time we're over. Yeah, we're going. We we got we got we got a road trip a recording. Spring visit. Road trip recording. When I can walk again, we're going. Yeah, can you work on that? 
If you can just push me around, that'd be good. I'll wheel you. I'm it's almost fine. as smart as Rain Have you man. bought a wheelchair? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you get one of those ones that you drive with your hand? <laughs> anyway, this show is going to end right now. And he's canceling the recording because yeah. now we're chirping him about yeah. being in a wheelchair. Well, I got a crutch. I can swing at you at least. I love this picture. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. rad. Dude. That, my, I don't think our garage is as cool as this garage. No, it's not. It's can clearly. we record wow. in that garage? Can, can you be a dick? That My garage is pretty cool. Not that cool. Uh, it's not that cool, man. Wow. I mean, it's different. You got more brewing gear. I got I got old crap in my garage. I got yeah, signs on the cool wall. Old crap. You got cool old signs. You got some uh, license plates. You're judgment is not now. judgment is not passed well from you, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the bottle. I haven't seen it yet. What? Come on, look at that thing. World's best podcast, twenty twenty three. Oh, yeah. you, okay. So you know what Suck we're doing? Suck it! Suck it, everybody else. Okay, uh, we are going to Jay's Dive Bar and Cigar Lounge. Yeah. Doing yeah. a live recording. Yeah, we where are. we do the trifecta of Lucky, and yeah. we do Lucky. Lucky Strong and Lucky Absolutely. Force Eight. Yeah, but but we're gonna have to dig into this because like this is like you said, Lucky Lager Brewing Co. Salt Lake City, Utah. We've already been through yeah. that. Breweries Lucky in is San not Francisco from the island. Azure, oh, no, but it says okay. Hold on, it says breweries at San Francisco. Yeah, that's... Zuba, Vancouver, and Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. So there's a brewery in Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's got a fake stamp on it that says aged for premium flavor it's like they aged it for five minutes <laughs> i don't know well this particular lucky lager has been aged for quite a while yeah. i wish it had a date on it don't can't you tell the date by uh the stamps on i don't know can you i, I mean know. we don't it, we've says, got it, a says, lot of... it says 2019 i'm not that excited anymore Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it does say that's, no, that's no, a vintage no. beer. It's 20195, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very cool. That is very awesome. Very, very awesome. I'll that's, have to ask him if we're supposed to drink it or not. We oh. definitely need to go do the live Lucky Trifecta show yeah. over there. Do you think you'd host a live recording? <sighs> 100%. Jay Bones Dive Bar would. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I got more La Quinta. Oh, I didn't even notice. Do you want the other? Try the other mystery one. I'm drinking mystery right now. No, you should have the other mystery. What's the other mystery? Well, it's the other mystery. That makes <laughs> by, sense. By definition, <laughs> right? Okay. You're gonna have I, optionality yeah, I for understand. <laughs> you guys are just so sour that optionality is a word. We should aren't probably you? save that for uh, next week. Shit, no, that's not gonna last till next week. No. <sighs> no. Ain't happening. <laughs> no chance. No way. No how. Do you sell any of your TD Bank shares? Why would I sell TD Bank? I got crushed on Slate Office, which is not surprising. I also got crushed on Did Slate you? Office. Yeah, have why, been, why, why? I've been crushed on Slate Office for years. I've, I bought it like four or five years ago. I've been crushed on it for years what, also. Why, but, uh, why are you buying uh, Office Reap? Haven't bought them for years. <laughs> Again, years and years held and years. this yeah. for a while. Yeah. But to be fair. To be fair. They do own some exceptional real estate. Yeah. What's the transition to mixed Build use? Build some condos. Yep. What's yeah. the transition to mixed use? It's well, going to be painful. But oh, it's... huge painful. But what's your time span? 20 years? Yeah. I don't yeah, care. Exactly. I also, like, what do I own? Well, there'll also be, like, you'll hear about people going, oh, we can just repurpose 
uh, office buildings in Calgary or Toronto to residential. And it's total bullshit. And it was an interesting thing I listened to is like the complete infrastructure of that building was not built to have kitchens and bathrooms yeah. tend to a floor. Yeah. The, it's cheaper to tear the building down and put up a new building and put up a new building. Then the virtual signaling politicians will say, let's reuse what we have and that'll be green. Well, if you put Dude, if you, have one you unit stayed? on every floor. <laughs> oh, good. Now we're going to become a third world. Yeah. Perfect. Communal bath, communal bathroom, communal no, kitchen. No, one unit. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only 8,000 square feet. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's a nice unit. We're going to give you a mid-floor Calgary apartment. You're <laughs> yeah. going to be on the uh, ninth floor. You can have 8,000 square feet. And... That's that's always one of my big uh, my big qualms with certain places that you go in Europe is like, oh, like this nice place in this old building from freaking 1800s. You're like, okay, like, sure, you've refurbished it, but it's still a building from the 1800s. Yeah, it's like, still dog shit. Yeah, it's still not, like, it's still there's no soundproofing. Yeah. It's drafty. Like, I don't care what you've done to this. Like, it's still not that great. Are you about to throw the glass, too? <laughs> I'm just trying to give you guys a hint that I'm out of beer. Can't, I can't walk. I what can't do you get want? What are you what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, he gave me all the yeast at the bottom of the bottle. I'm re- Unbelievable. Okay, I'll go get you a beer. Oh, I'm missing. Can you rinse my glass up? No. <laughs> just drink from the can I'm Here. about to get you. Yeah, that's yeah. it's not ideal. Oh, I don't want a can. I want the other mystery. Oh. I'll so drink eating. I'll drink it if you won't. I got nothing left to live for, so <laughs> Seeing you guys once in two months is it. <laughs> Curling's over. About, Curling's Adam? over. I'm out of friends. You never showed up to curling all year. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, I couldn't walk recording? for the last two months. Yeah. Are we still recording? Are we still recording? Fuck yeah. Am I saying this on the air? Okay, perfect. I don't know if I... The uh, Economist and I are uh, B-Division champions at the curling club. Congr- I'm not sure how you correct. did. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Gen- Thank you. Genuinely, congratulations. We, uh, we had to beat uh, everybody. And we did <laughs> to get there. And we did it. We also we also beat the A division champions. The only chance we got to play them. That's fair. You actually did. I will give you that. Yeah, I'm kind of glad curling's over. That was uh, gets a long season when you get in the bond spiels. And I didn't even get to play for the last three months. It's been brutal. Oh, this is the same beer as the other one, which is not possible. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me more about Preet. Ooh, you don't you don't have Preet bandages? No, I do. Oh, you, you were in the middle of a story, and then we got the, awarded the best podcast of 2023. <laughs> Fair, uh, it's a great award. It is. Oh, we also got a a, a wee a wee little shout out on the. Oh, rush. I thought we got a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> this is why fucking overtime never works. You, know? you can just, like have five words before you're interrupted by fucking optionality. <laughs> it's a word. You guys need to get over it. <laughs> So we got a little shout out on the Rational Reminder podcast. Really? Well, I did. Yeah, we did. No, Go we, away. we, we. We're, I mean, come on. So what they say? Where are we? Well, so I think I know who wrote the email into them. You? No. <laughs> <laughs> legit, legit, but it was. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were doing. They were doing. Uh, they were doing email reviews and blah blah blah, and some. Of one of their listeners was gracious enough to mention us as one of their uh, you 
in, no, us, oh, okay. podcast, as one of their inspirations to start listening to The Rational Reminder, which oh. means all we're doing is sending our listeners somewhere else for right. smarter for <laughs> yeah. smarter financial right. talk. So really, we're doing a service. I yeah. think it is, right? Yeah. Like, you've got to be a feeder to the smarter people. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And not saying that our listeners aren't the smartest people. No. No, did, we're did saying we're up? not the smartest people. Yeah. We want to give our listeners optionality. <laughs> it's catching on. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know it was a word. It doesn't seem like it. How long am I going to freaking carry this burden for? So then you got a shout out? We. We. We did. The show did. Okay. Just not by the Rational Reminder. Just go go listen to episode 245 of the Rational Reminder. Yeah. And you'll... you'll I haven't listened to it yet. No, I know you I haven't listened to anything in two months. We've we've been bad about podcasts listening. What do you do? Slightly busy. (laughs) Yeah, like you are lying on your back all day. So what do you do? Well, here's the hard part is I wake up. <laughs> and that's it. It's <laughs> a good highlight to start with. You're like, Woo, I'm still alive. Awesome. Another winner. <laughs> no, but it's the best sleep that I have of the day or the night because I'm like, wake up. I'm like, oh, I should listen to a podcast. So I fired on at like seven in the morning. And I'm like, the first five minutes, I'm like, that's going to be wicked. And then I get the last five minutes, I'm like, Fucking 50 minutes of podcast. I got to try and listen to again. <laughs> so, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I lo- listen to a lot of like 10 minute intros and the end of the show. I'm like, so you're doing a lot of sleep. You know, you when it's pain, you sleep when you can. Yeah. Like it's, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's, I, you know, honestly, the television is the worst thing ever. Right. Because I should be reading books. Like I should be devouring books right now. Mm-hmm. But it's way too easy to just be like, I can watch sports, I can watch TV, I can find anything you want out. It's unbelievable the amount of content out there. Have you been watching Tag? Oh, yeah. No. What's it on? What is it? It's Tag. It's literally (laughs) Tag. There's now a professional Tag League. Oh, I see. I don't have cable. Oh, it's it's mind blowing. It was what was it? There was a bad there was, was a bad on? movie. I have no idea. That. How did we wa- how did we get it? It was on at the curling club. It was on at the oh, curling yeah? club. Yeah. Well, there's and I've, it I've was watched, tag. I've it watched was literally all... tag, and it was like ESPN eight. Yeah, and they were playing tag. <laughs> I would watch dodgeball because I think dodgeball is interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. People tag are getting was... fiend all the time. Tag was interesting. They have like an obstacle course, and it's like, yeah. I've watched a shit ton of curling. I watched every game of the world curling last week. That's good. Yeah, no, we weren't good. Fine. Yeah, no, we were. We were. We were. We were good right up until that last game. <laughs> right up until the last time we played. Yeah. No, it's been. I. I definitely could be a lot more productive. I think the worst part is is not being able to, to sit up, like to sit and be at a computer or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I created a, a bed stand for the laptop. My wife is wholly unfavorable of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's, well, what's the issue? I'm like, well, not none for me. I'm like, oh, I got bed computer. Right. I mean, I can't do anything. I can't type, which is the worst part because it's a weird angle. Right. <laughs> but I'm basically like, can you bring me some more water? <laughs> 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 Things haven't gone over that well in the last month of being invalid. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I'll be better. I'll be curling next year, no, boys. I'll be top of the game. You haven't got yourself a uh, nurse. Are you volunteering? No. <laughs> oh, speaking of volunteering. Yeah. Do you think there's any 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds? Who's cutting my grass? That's what I want to know. Oh, you got a little lawnmower? Yeah, I got a lawnmower. I got all the stuff. Any kids want to make any money? Doubt it. 
See, isn't this Kids a problem? Want to make money, Nobody man. wants to make money. I had, to call, I had to call a gardener, right? Because right. I'm like, well, clearly I'm not going to go prune all my shrubs yeah. right now. And anybody that lives in the West Coast in April or anywhere in Canada in April, it's like, yeah, it's war against growth right. for a month or two. Yeah. So it's like $800 to get a gardener in to do what a 14-year-old can do for five bucks an hour. and. Yeah. 27 hours right. <laughs> <laughs> no but i my point is is like back in the day i we were the kids that would go hustle for mowing lawns right right and i'm not expecting a kid to come over and use a power tool that's dangerous to lose fingers because yeah. yeah, they live and learn it's a good experience yeah but where where are they now are they still there maybe i'm maybe i'm missing maybe i gotta send out posts to the no, community they're playing video games so, but where are they getting their money from? That's my problem. Because back in the... I hate saying this back in the day, back when I was young. But it's like, you had to go earn your money. So where are they getting their money from? Serb. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting grocery rebates from bag meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't even... We didn't even slander the whole grocery what rebate. What was the grocery rebate? The did I get one? On Fully planet. bullshit. No, you won't get one. It's full bullshit. Why didn't I get one? You know, I buy groceries. You know what the grocery rebate was? <laughs> no. It was your GST check cut and sliced and rediced so you get actually <laughs> less than your GST rebate, but we fucking rebranded it to call it a grocery rebate. Nice. Nice. <sighs> Brutal. Brutal. It is stupidity at its finest. Hey, guys, you know how I'm going to fight inflation? How's that? Give out more checks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to increase the money supply further. Yeah. yeah. That's, that won't... That's a, that's a plan right there. Whoa, whoa. Let's not perpetuate okay. the problem that we see inflation continuing to be high because the fed just told us today it'll be three percent by summer and i agree with that <laughs> no you don't here's i am i am straight faced right now i totally agree with that <laughs> one sector of the consumer cost index will be at three percent yeah and they'll make that the 99% that yeah. they factor it in. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a lot of work with statistics coming up. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, we got to get gas and groceries way out of this thing. <laughs> yeah, this is we not need, working for not here. We need to talk to StatsCan. <laughs> <laughs> Your numbers aren't good to start with. Yeah. Let's make them worse. Yeah. Yeah. I love and, to and this whole employment problem where we're all of a sudden getting like 5x employment every month. We gotta stop counting government jobs because just because people are immigrating here and we're giving them government jobs, we can't count that shit. Yeah. The my favorite one about all of the like ridiculous statistics is like they set this arbitrary target at three percent to between two and three percent for inflation. One one and three. One and three. And then they constantly changed what they were going to actually call inflation to massage to whatever they want. And then they brought up a bunch of historical data where they had changed the data to be not actually what inflation was. And then if you want to pull it out, you could say that the best times in human history were actually where we were running at like 5% inflation, but then we changed the numbers again. And once again, we're just back to lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like... I don't... I... What happened at... In February of last year, gas went from being, at least in BC, a dollar nine a liter to two dollars a liter. Yeah, two twenty. That is one hundred percent inflation. Correct. Gas is one seventy two. It's cheap. It's 
172 now. Guess what, guys? The inflation was a thing that happened. Yeah. And now it's, we're slowly being able to adjust to the increased costs of energy, which drives the cost of fucking everything. Right. So your budget. Yeah. How much of your budget is gasoline? No idea. It's got to be like. See, we're we're all really bad now. It's got to be 10% maybe? No. No? I don't, don't think, think so? so. That's not what mine is. Mine? Yeah, maybe I'm being a... Uh, okay, oh. are you talking about uh, okay, just purely vehicle gas? Well... Or like home heating oil? And, yeah. Or are you I'll, talking about like oil and gas yeah. usage? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely higher because we have the furnace. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's call it 5%. It's, it's a super hard one to... For me, for us yeah. to qualify because i can tell you for not a lot of budgeters on this show <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been really tracking my spending i mean all that much. Well, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this salmon fishing opens again july 15th <laughs> yeah. and as of july 15th my gas budget is real high you've got to do a lot of carbon offsetting my friend no you should have plants growing on your boat that would help you carbon offset. Uh oh, there's things growing on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Check. I have biofuel. <laughs> my boat could run off the algae. On my... Yeah, is the algae on the prop count? <laughs> Did you get all your winter maintenance stuff on your boat? Yeah, it's all done. Did you? Yeah. How's your? Uh... I'm like, did you do it? Oh, did I do it? No, you didn't. Yeah, God. No. Oh, oh, this brings me into the conversation. Is it done? Is a different question. Yeah, yeah. This brings me back into the conversation that you and I have had. Um, since I had to call it gardener, much to my chagrin, being the DIY person I am and proud of it, is that you talked about being back at work busier now, and you're like, I got a kid, I got work, I want to be with my family, I don't want to mow the lawn, prune the trees, change the oil, screw with any of the crap clean that I don't want to do, clean I the house. I want to do none of it. That is an interesting discussion that you out you begin to outsource at a certain point. Yeah. Right? Well, there's also not just accepting it won't be done. <laughs> yeah, there's, also <laughs> there's that. There's that. Yeah, like my hourly rate. Yeah, and the hourly rate that I pay for other people. It's interesting, right? And if yeah. my hourly rate is higher than the hourly rate I pay other people, it makes no sense if the work is available yeah. for me to not go do the work yeah. and hire people to do it, assuming that I prefer doing the work that I do for a living as opposed to the other work. Right. And in my case, that is the case. Right. So why not make more money doing what I enjoy doing and pay somebody to do all of those other tasks? Slippery slope. I, is you, it? you say you enjoy... We're recording, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking idiot. You, you say you enjoy doing the accounting work more than the other stuff. But you expect us to sit here and buy your bullshit that you like to do accounting more than cleaning toilets. Is there, there's a shit joke in there there's somewhere. A, there's, in a there. trick, there's a trick like, question. I'm trying to think of what it is, <laughs> but I can't figure it out. It's a trick question. But there must be something you pay somebody to do that you enjoy doing. That I currently pay somebody to do that I enjoy doing? Well, or no. you're, that you're even considering of outsourcing? It's not cleaning toilets. I get that. 
I don't know. I don't think so. No. Okay, but here's so here's where I come back in is going when you are not working for the next six months of the year, are you still continuing to outsource everything? Probably. See, to me, that's just kind of like checking out and going like, meh, whatever. That's like, I can afford to do that. I can afford to do that. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah, it's a different argument. Which? Different argument. Which is. Yeah, it is a different argument. Which is. Which I'm not saying is not okay and not right because you're buying your time because it's more valuable to you. Yeah. And I respect that. And that's fine. But I think that's a decision and something you really need to be uh, cognizant of because it's like all these things that we've seen with subscriptions or this guy mows my Do lawn, I, guy does I, this. I'm going to completely disagree with you there. Do no. I need to be cognizant of it? Yeah. because Why? Uh, because at some point, you should know how much you're spending on services every year rather than doing it yourself. Why? Because you can... Do something simple yourself and save a whole shit ton of money when you're not getting paid to do something else. What if I don't want to? That's what I mean. You need you to be got, cognizant you of that. You gotta be aware of it. But I have the money. That's but the you, problem. You gotta be aware of it. See, I think I think that's the point. The, the point is, is you, you gotta you, make sure you have the money because you're earning the money. Yeah. So you've given up on financial independence. No, that's not true at all. But it is. No, it still fits into my general budget that i have for like i don't budget individual line items but you're you're not budgeting for six-year-old account which we introduced to the show earlier today for six-year-old accountant yeah six-year-old accountant is loaded because he has paid off houses that i don't even have factored into my plan for the amount of money that i will have from those rental properties i am the most optimistic financial advisor <laughs> for six-year-old accountant as well no I am. no no honestly Hold on. You know what we should sell them? Insurance right yeah. now. Yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I would shut like, up. I would like to insure that dream. No, shut I would up. like to insure your no, dream. No, absolutely. Right here, right now, I literally have not factored into what would happen in 25 years from now when I lose over $6,000 a month in mortgage payments. That's not part of my plan. So 60-year-old accountant's going to have an extra six k a month in cash flow to do whatever he wants. Not that much. The, more than that, you're right. Let's do the inflation math on that. Yeah. That buys you it's fucking some much. bread and 10% of your... It's inflation hedge because it's a rent. <laughs> you guys are idiots. Yeah, but the 6000 a month isn't that much. That's and not factoring in my other money, investments, everything else. If nothing goes wrong. That's just paying off those mortgages. If nothing goes wrong. You're acting like I'm magically starting to spend $40,000 a month. I have a freaking, like, I have a guy come clean my house once every two weeks for 80 bucks. If 80 bucks every two weeks is That gonna guy pr- is going to demand a fucking raise. <laughs> he better. <laughs> that What's guy his gonna... name? What's oh. his number? Okay. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> you're so, no, but you're so missing the point. Is I don't think I am. You spend on things that you value. That is the whole point of this. I have decided what I value and I am spending money on this. Go away. (laughs) Like, you're not going to make me feel, you're not going to pull the whole fire card and make me feel bad about not being uber frugal and scrubbing the toilet myself. I don't fucking want to and I'm not going to. Wow. Well, there you have it. Breaking breaking news. I won't fucking scrub a toilet because I don't want to. How does that go over with wife? Oh, pretty good when you hire somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but mm, 
Yeah, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue a little bit here. How? Okay, why, no, why would I, you I do actually. That? Okay, genuinely, jokes aside, though, we're gonna but, have to play this show from back to front. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. are absolutely. <laughs> but but jokes aside, like why? No, why do I have to be worried about forty dollars here and forty dollar there? Forty dollars there to save myself. Be worried about it. Hours okay. of time. Let, let <laughs> pump the brakes. Take a breath. Have a mystery beer. You're yeah, out of, you're out of mystery beer. Give him a little bit of mystery beer. The only... <laughs> the, the reason I bring it up, or the brought it up, is because I'm now having to deal with outsourcing, which right. I wouldn't normally do, because I'll use my time to earn money, but I'll also use my time to do things, DIY things. And, and I totally agree with you. I don't like cleaning my toilets, but I still do it. But I don't have the other... Um, pressures of family life with a newborn and all the rest of it. So I'm not comparing us or saying right or wrong. My point is, is that just because we have or we can earn money, you can easily slip into the, um, my opinion, my opinion only, slip into the mindset of going, well, if if everything is worth less than what my time is worth, then I won't do it. And I think that's a, it's a bit of a negative attitude towards not being, I don't know, not being a well-rounded person, like not being able to like, I, I'm not trying to be too harsh or like, but it's like doing stuff is good. Doing stuff, you know, when your child is older, sure. doing stuff together is good or okay, when gardening you- is good or like, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm also saying is like, it's way too easy. And this isn't, a shot at you or anybody it's a shot at people that probably can't afford to outsource everything but still do but still do and it becomes conditioned and normalized and accepted so that like when i was a kid we didn't have a dishwasher i washed the freaking dishes you know and so do you want your kid to grow up in a house where the house cleaner does everything for you no so just when he's old enough, he is the house cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get an allowance, right? Absolutely. Okay. But but you're like Does he crawl yet? <laughs> he's real close. Do you have one of those put pet can't wait onesies. to get the pet? Yeah, I, so he can, he can, I know he exactly can, where you're talking about. He can literally the, fit in with the, the mop sink. Yeah. on the onesie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the kid can work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, but I also disagree in the sense that I'm not like the whole point of this was to choose how you spend your time. Yep. Totally. Yep. <clears throat> and so I have another buddy who you guys also know who spent a long time working really hard to autopilot his business and he has a lot of free time. So we spend a lot of time together when it's not March and April <laughs> midweek doing activities while his kids are at school and we have free time. Yeah. And one of the best things that he has said recently is the question of what do you want to do that we ask kids is the dumbest question in the world. The question that needs to be asked is how do you want to spend your time? Hmm. It is your only finite resource. Yep. So I understand what you're saying from you want to be a well-rounded person. Yeah. Doing hard work is rewarding. I understand that. I still do hard work. There's still things I like to do, but also I ain't doing anything that I hate. <laughs> That's privilege right there. I, 
Absolutely it is. Yep. But I have worked hard to get there. Yep. No, and no, I'm not totally, going to yep. sit here feeling bad about spending money to not do things that I absolutely hate doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it anymore. I I agree with what you're saying. I hear where you're coming from with that. And I think it, um, it's, an, it's an interesting one because it goes completely against all the mustachian principles of, of course what, it does what fire and mustachianism and all but, that is and that's okay because we've agreed long ago that there's not only one path to fi or any or, of this or, right you know and i think that's where we've always disagreed is that i have leaned more towards the mustachian style and you lead more towards the financial and independent side of it right and but, and like and like the roommate sati he was like spend on what you value because that's what's worth it yeah. Right. Buy your time and spend on what you value. Right. But, yeah. and it's not like I'm not doing anything. Like I would happily have been the person to get There's my boat ready for the summer, shoes. but That's you not... know, somebody that was going to guide me on how to help fix my boat was, it been laying down for weeks. So some guy needs a massage every once in a while, <laughs> not naming names here. That RMTs exist. <laughs> yeah. Try and get into one. So, by the way, speaking of investments... <laughs> now we're down right. No, no. This is, no, it's freaking ridiculous. Because I looked this up a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'll just get a... Don't look at me like that. <laughs> get, a, get a visit or get a... Okay. Like, uh, physio, massage therapist, nothing. Like, you can't get one in town for weeks. Yep. There's a shortage of everything. Why aren't we opening up a studio or something? Because that's not what you need. One. You need an RMT. Yeah. The lack of it's not the space that is lacking. Yeah. It is the qualified professionals yeah. to do it. That's, as that's with shocking. everything in society right now. Yeah. Well, we're importing a lot of people. And, and not letting do any of them do what they're trained to do. Which is the worst part because a lot of those people are fantastic, highly educated, highly skilled. And not qualified in Canada because we have too much bureaucracy here. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's really Love great. It. Yeah. yeah. I got well, a cab ride from a doctor couple months ago. oh happens all the time yeah i was like oh that's cool man like and he was very chipper very happy about being here but i'm like you're a doctor yep. why like hi uh i need help can you can we can this cab ride be a doctor's visit yeah. as well like I, there's i don't have access to one <laughs> they did like the reverse so you're laying down your yeah. head's in the front i'm like <laughs> Well, just uh, we'll just check on you while we're driving along here. The nice thing is we've got a Tesla, so it auto drives itself most of the time, and most of the time it works. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, we're still living in the best country in the world, right, boys? We are. <laughs> By what metric? I was considering there might be silence there. <laughs> we're living in the country. Yeah, we're living somewhere. Uh Great it's got show. good things about it. Great show. I wasn't expecting to sit in a chair this long. You, you've done well. Yeah, mm. I didn't expect. I think to maybe you can go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I hope WorkSafe doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. No. The uh, I got my MRI diagnosis, so off to the specialist, and we'll see where it goes. Well, good luck, buddy. Yeah. yeah thanks. All right. Get your boys. Cheers. We'll. Uh, I'll. I promise to release this one in less than. 90 days we are the champions what just you won plan b oh wait wait just so if you just caught up we are the voted 
What does it say? World's what? best podcast, World. 2023. The thing world. is, we're taking a picture. That's why we're the champions of the world. We're taking a picture of that, and that's right. if anybody wants to come and challenge us for the title, they're gonna have to come on the show. Podcast off. <laughs> Pot off. It's a pot off, and you bring the beer, mother. Uh, we can salmon pack an episode anybody down. Yeah. yeah. I love the rational reminder, and I like that it got on there, but we drink those guys out of oh the Oh my table. God. Could we get them on and do a group pot salmon pack episode? Yeah, but you'd have to go and force them to drink. They're, they're really intelligent guys that probably don't drink as much beer as us. Well, that's just probably because they're also healthier more responsible human beings but it doesn't mean they wouldn't come on and have a good time don't undermine us we're excellent human beings with a marginal health record <laughs> says the guy who can only sit for two hours at a time yeah it's neuropathic pain it's different <laughs> it's kind of like having a hangover in your leg every day <laughs> <laughs> right, so i am i am a all right.